You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Reaping a prepared harvest. If you notice throughout the building, you see harvest everywhere. You see there's a number. That is the number of souls that we're going to reach. Amen. By the glory and for the glory of God. And we've been taking on various subheadings in that area, reaping a prepared harvest. It is the year of the, or every year is the year of the harvest, but specifically and particularly right now, the Lord has us being more aggressive in the area of sharing the gospel of Jesus. And one of the things that I want to encourage you, whatever your denomination is, if Jesus is Lord of your life, uh, there should not be this disparity among believers being that only a certain group or a certain particular denomination is responsible for the carrying out or the sharing of the gospel. If you are bearing the name of Jesus, you have the responsibility, the task to share the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So um, a couple of things, and I'm not going to do much review because of the time, but some things that we've ascertained thus far uh, relative to this teaching is that Jesus, we've seen this in Scripture in um, Matthew chapter 9, he showed us that the harvest is plenteous. Say this, the harvest, the harvest is plenteous. As a matter of fact, let me get Luke chapter 9, verses 23 through 26, Amplified Version. The harvest, the harvest is plenteous. In other words, there's never a time or never a place where people are not ready to be harvested or reaped for the kingdom of God. There's always a place, there's always a time where people are ready to receive Jesus. Now, we've also seen throughout this uh, teaching in the case of the woman at the well that we have to open our eyes. The harvest is plenteous. And concerning her, Jesus told the disciples, listen, I'm sending you to a place where you had to do no work. You didn't have to labor. All you have to do is see the need that people are ready. Are you with me? So one of the things we have to realize that as disciples of Jesus, we need to have spiritual perception. These are things that we went over. Someone say spiritual perception. Something else we learned that Jesus had compassion for people. So if we're going to be fishers of men, uh, we have to have compassion. We have to meet people where they are. We're not going to meet people or come to people with a judgmental attitude. Are you here? Again, the scripture doesn't say that we're not supposed to judge because we hear people saying that. Don't judge me. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, judge yourself first, then I could judge you more clearly. It's not that we don't judge, but if I look at myself first, then I will come to you at a heart of understanding and compassion. And it won't be so hard and that like I ain't never missed it. Are you with me? So, number one, the harvest is always plenteous. People are already ready for reaping. Then we talked about, we, we've seen that it costs to be a disciple. We've seen this in Luke 14, that we must count the cost. And oftentimes um, we come into the body of Christ already with prior commitments. So we find it difficult for some to put God first. So kingdom never really becomes a priority. 
And may I suggest to you, and we've seen this in Matthew chapter 6, is that when kingdom is first, when Jesus is first, the things that we so disregard him for, he said, I will add these things to you. As a matter of fact, he said, heathens are the ones who worry about food, worry about clothing, worry about shelter. But if you seek me first, I will add, I will add these things to you. Are you here? Luke. So I want to deal in that area about the cost. And, and let me insert this. I said this last week, and we talked a little bit more about it Wednesday night. Any area, and I showed you this in Proverbs 3 as well as Jeremiah 29, 11. Any area. Notice Matthew 6, 33 tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things have we added to you. So when we seek God first in every area, that means he's Lord of my life. And you want Jesus to be Lord of all, not Lord of a little bit. <laughs> in whatever area Jesus is not Lord over, you will struggle and have difficulties in that particular area. Why? Because I have not submitted or given my life or giving him lordship over my marriage, over my finances, over my singleness, or whatever that area may be. In other words, when I seek him first, when he's first, that means I consult him. His influence is, is first in everything I do. Therefore, he directs my path. He prevents obstacles. Who remembers saying that in Proverbs 3, 6 last week? Then we see in Jeremiah 29 that his will is for you to have success. And something I'm going to show you in a minute, the world, and see, sometimes we, we're so busy chasing these prior commitments that the kingdom of God is of no interest to a lot of believers. So what does it profit you to gain the whole world, sir, ma'am, and forfeit your own soul? Let's read this. Are you here? Luke 9, 23, beginning at 23, and we're going to read our way down to verse 26. And I want to say something. Well, let's read this first, and I want you to read out loud. Are you ready? Verse 23, and he was, well, well let me give you some context first. This is right after Jesus fed the 5,000, um, two fish, five loaves of bread. Listen, that's not a, some kind of fake story. That was a real event. <laughs> and just to give you a nugget, when Jesus took the portions and blessed it before God, he stressed it. He made that not enough, more than enough. That's why no matter what you have, you should always honor, weigh it before God. Lord, I thank you, even though I'm making $5.50 an hour. But when I honor him with it, he'll have you living like you're making $550 an hour. Are you here? And it wasn't just men. And oftentimes in that culture, men would eat separate than women and children. So in, when you study the historical context of it, it was literally about 15,000 that were fed. Are you here? But it was right after that. Um, we pick up here. And after that happened, Jesus began to say, well, who are people saying that I am? What are, what are people saying about me? What are they saying? And, of course, Peter had the revelation of who he was. But Jesus said, listen, don't you guys say anything yet because I'm going to have to endure some things. Not just him, but if you're going to be my disciple, <laughs> there's got to be some sacrifice for you too. If they persecuted me, what do you think they're going to do to you? See, see, that's why you got to be down 100 for Jesus and not be ashamed. Because he said, if you're ashamed of me before men, then I will be ashamed of you before the Father. Yeah, I love Jesus and don't care who knows it. And I'm proud about it. And not ashamed to share him with others. Why? Because he is the truth. 
He is the way. Not one of many ways. He is the way. The truth means that he has all the truth, not just some. Are you here? And more importantly than that, Jesus got up and he was seen. Are you here? So let's begin here. Verse 23. Ready? Let's read. And he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. Hold on. Set aside selfish interests. Listen, the way we live our daily lives, how we go about our daily living discloses where our priorities lie. How we live every day tells others what's important to me. And if I'm in pursuit of kingdom, that lets people around you know that God is priority number one in my life. And it's not even so much about coming to church as much as it is being part of a community of believers pursuing the vision that God has given for that particular ministry. Forsake not the assemblies. You remember I mentioned that last week with others. It's not just so much about not coming to church. No, no, no. It's about completing more so than meeting, coming together in pursuit to fulfill that which God has declared for that particular house. Are you here? So, but, and when you understand that, then it takes my commitment level to a whole nother level because it's not about me. It's about doing that which God has purposed me to do. Are you here? And just let me say this, guys. If you get to the place where God is first in every area, any area where God is first, where he reigns, you reign. Whenever God reigns, you reign. So whenever he's reigning, as an example, over my finances being that I'm a steward over my monies, I honor God first, then you're going to be a person who reigns in your finances. If we, if, 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 as spouses, if, if we allow God to sit at the top of this marriage and we honor God in this marriage, then we're going to honor each other as God, as we honor the Lord. So guess what? We're going to reign in our marriage. Watch As a single person, if God is Lord over my life, over my singleness, then guess what? I'm going to reign as a person who's single. Are you here? So whatever area. Pastor, you don't know, this, 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 substance, this thing has me. It, allow God to reign in your life over that area. Are you here? And see if you don't rise above that thing. And see, as I stated last week, if truth be told, uh, a lot of people, and, and, I, and, I know this, and I know this to be true, some people really not ready, for whatever reasons, to let certain things go. For some. So that's why that explains for some the struggle in certain areas because they haven't really allow God to be Lord over their life in that area. So although they may be good over here, there's still a struggle over here. Why? Because I haven't allowed Lord to be, no, no, no. He can be Lord over my marriage, but not over my money. So the marriage is good, but we broke. Or, 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 or he's Lord of my money, but not over my flesh. So even though my bills are paid, my flesh is having its way. Boy, this is going to hold new that. Let, let's keep reading. But here we see that I have to set aside selfish interests or self-firstness, self-first, and take up his cross daily. Look, look at this, expressing what? A willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living. 
throughout this teaching, we see that Jesus went about preaching the gospel, the, the gospel of the kingdom, watch this, and healing those who were sick. We have that responsibility to go about preaching the kingdom of the gospel. These signs shall follow them that lay hands on the sick. They shall what? Recover. You have this authority as a believer. Conforming to me, my example, watch this, in living, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Now, I explained that suffering part last week. The, the sufferings that the Bible makes mention of is being, and here it is right here, is being persecuted. People coming against you because of your commitment, your devotion to Jesus. That type, we're talking about kingdom persecution. Not you being persecuted because of bad decisions. You're not suffering for the Lord because you made some bad decisions and things. No, 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 no. That, that has nothing to do with kingdom. Me out here gambling and I'm broke. Me out here cutting up in the flesh. That, that I'm, not, I'm not falling for Jesus. The Lord is not behind me to go fall as a testimony that he can restore. That's foolishness. Now, you, can, you may learn something out of that, but he's not going to have me do that to come back as a testimony. Are you here? Verse 24, for whoever wishes to save his life, and I want to say something because this is going back to that cost, to that commitment, kingdom being a priority. Because here's the thing. Think about the message that we have. If I have not yet incorporated sharing the gospel, here it is, we're in February, right? It'll be, 20, it'll be uh, 2020 here in a minute, in a few months, a few weeks. Yeah, because it's almost March. It's February. We are, we, we're in the middle of February. So we have to, watch this, if I have not moved at the exhortation of the Lord, that means perhaps my priorities have not shifted yet. Because if the word is to pursue souls and I'm not pursuing souls, perhaps that's not a priority for me right now, Pastor. <laughs> or a top priority. Are you here? For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life, meaning that I'm not, I'm going to forfeit this worldly stuff. Why? Because now that I'm a believer, I'm no longer to be conformed to this world. But transformed how? How? By the renewal of my mind. Uh, whoever loses life in this world for my sake, he, watch this, is the one who was saved from the consequences of sin and separation from God. Verse 25, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Watch this, wealth, fame, success, and loses or forfeit, forfeit himself. So what does it profit a person to gain the whole world? You have it all. Is it worth spending eternity in the lake of fire, which is another real event. Is it worth it? And just let me say this, worldly success and godly success, totally opposite. See, when you are in pursuit of worldly success, that's foolish pride. I'm seeking the glory. I'm seeking the attention, not just of self, but I want the approval of men. And here's the thing, they don't even care. Want to be known. That's of no value. What about being known for being a carrier of the gospel of Jesus? And see, and see he, let me show you one of the biggest tricks of the enemy is that when people, they get in certain, and see, we need people in every sphere, whatever arena. And we have believers in every arena. But when my selfish interests come before God, there is no impact. There is no influence. Think about all the major uh, professional football players, basketball players who are naming the name of Jesus. How impactful are they being? 
Think about all the physicians, officers. See, if nobody is being one to the body, I'm literally void of what my life's purpose is. Because notice we are fishermen, and whatever your occupation is, and we've learned this throughout this teaching, that particular place, that's one of the ponds where I am to fish for men. Because this would be a tragedy to work on that job for 30 years. All kind of accolades and, and, and acknowledgments and rewards and promotions, but not one soul. In 30 years, not one soul came to know Jesus. Was I really productive. And check this out. And the word is true. They will soon forget about you. Yes, they will. will. In about six months, they have to be reminded who that man was that sat in that cubicle. You remember, you remember John, John. Yeah, you know, John, John, John. But I guarantee if somebody was one to the body of Christ, they'll never forget. Okay. uh, But, but, but see that Watch this. The reason why it's kind of quiet is because kingdom has not really, for a lot of people, became priority. Number one, because we're so busy about getting ours. Let's even listen to the conversation now. Everything is about getting mine. It's my time to shine. It's my time. What about kingdom? Because if your shining has nothing to do with, with the pursuit of souls, then it's all in vain. If you go into the next level and you are soaring with the eagles, if it has nothing to do with kingdom expansion, it's all for naught. What is it to gain the whole world? Here it is in right, verse, verse 25. And to lose or forfeit his own soul. Verse 26. For whoever is ashamed here and now of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in glory, the glory of the Heavenly Father and the holy angels. Listen, it's time to shift my priorities. Every day, and I told you at the beginning of the year, this message, I'm going to drill and drill and drill and drill and drill until we strike souls. <laughs> until it gets to the point where every day, this is at the forefront of what you do. Not because it's my will, but it's because God desires that we seek first. That his agenda be top priority. And we have a lot of people like Martha in the very next chapter, in Luke chapter 10, like Martha, they are encumbered about many things, busy about a whole, just all over the place. And you know what she said to Jesus? Jesus, you, you know, tell Mary, Mary need to help me. And what did Jesus say? Mary is doing the most important thing. She's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he said, I will not take, no, matter of fact, he said, one thing is needed. And that's to do what Mary's doing. That is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Are you here? And he said, I will not take that away from her. That's equivalent to today. But Lord, the pastor the said, I just can't make every service. But you, you make work every day. I just can't do it. Yeah, but you, when it's time to play, you have time. I just can't. Yeah, but when it's time for self-interest, things that self want to do, you will go through hell, high water, run through Hades, with, like Brother Stone said, with gasoline clothes on to get to where you want to go. Not knowing that if I just make, watch this, Jesus came to make it easier. So if I put him first, things that I'm so disregarding him for, he said, man, I will give these things to you. And watch this. Here's what we mess up. We, we bring God down to our finite thinking. Well, how, how is he going to do that? I don't care how he's going to do it. That's not my concern. Matter of fact, he says, cast your care upon, let me handle that. You just put me first. And watch this. 
It never ceases to amaze me when he's first. That's what activates that supernatural. Watch this. That's the difference maker. And it draws those who are outside of the kingdom to want to know about this God that you are so devoted to. Are you here? Can I ask this? How important is God to you? How important is kingdom to you? And when you're all over the place, like Martha, you avoid a vision. We read this. Go back to that Proverbs 29, 18. Are you guys still with him? Give me about 10 more minutes. Y'all, now, y'all were shouting earlier. Okay? You were happy. Can I admonish you to make Jesus top priority? I heard that. And watch this. <laughs> the struggle will continue in any area where Jesus is not Lord over. And this, this, what, this what tickles me. We have people who give their lives to Jesus, then don't want to serve them. I don't, that, that's oxymoron. Why even give them, why even give my life to him, then go in the opposite direction? And what's even more tragic, you have people who are more devoted to mere humans, to men and women who have not committed themselves to you. And, and, and may I say this, women and men, uh, follow nobody who has a vision. You should have a vision. Now, we're talking about kingdom, but I'm throwing a little personal thing in here. Those of you who are court, court, understand courtship, opposed to dating, okay? Courtship is, is when two people come together to see if it is the will of God for them to move forward, okay, without intimacy. In courtship, commitment precedes intimacy. But when you date, uh, playtime comes first. Intimacy precedes commitment, um, and, and I'm concerned about men and women who gravitate to people who have no vision. And that explains why people run wild. Because you have, and let me say this to the married couples now, men, have a vision for your family. Have a vision for, for, for yeah, for your life. See how the Lord done shifted that thing again? Some of y'all look at me like, <laughs> see, 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 see. It's like this. Never take a ride with somebody who has no idea where are we going? Some, some, some of y'all just get on and because he look good or she look good and never ask, where are we? I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. Well, if we have no idea where we're going, how will we know once we arrive? It's qu- it always get quiet when I deal on relationships. I don't know. Lord, are you say it again, Jesus. Why would you follow somebody who has no vision? Why would you be part of a ministry who has no vision? Why would you be part of anything and there is no vision? So the person who's over here today, who's over there tomorrow, who's all over the place, that's a woman. That's a man who does not have a vision. That's a person who's like Martha. Distracted about many things. Today you want to be a doctor. Tomorrow you want to be a football player. Tomorrow you want to be a singer. Today you want to be a cookie maker. Today you want to be this. Today you want to play soccer. Today you want to drive race cars. Today you want to and 50 years later, you, I, this is my year. <laughs> but you don't have a vision. That's why you should have an intimate relationship with your maker, your creator, <laughs> Father God, whereby he can reveal to you what it is you are. And may I say this, whatever your individual 
purpose God has created you for. There's a greater purpose uh, or a larger purpose than just for you. It's to aid in the expansion of his kingdom, not just for me. No, there's a reason why he put that business idea in it for you, not for you to get a big house and to be, get, a, get a nice car. It, 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 all those things are nice, but there's so much bigger than that that God has planned for you than just to have a nice car. But see, if I don't have vision, see, I would let the acquisition or the pursuit of those, those things keep me from keeping God first. Are y'all here? Have a vision. I would write that down, ladies. Let me ask Bo. Bo, Bo, whatever you call him. Is it Bo or Bo? Whatever his name is. What's the vision for us? As a matter of fact, what's the vision for you? What's your vision? Now, now, hold on now. I'm talking to those who are in courtship, not the married people. Now, the married people, you need to, we need to sit down there and consult. But the, 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 if, and let me say this. I said this Wednesday night. Let, 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 me, let, let me help y'all who, <laughs> uh-oh, I, it's still shifted. I feel it coming on. I feel it. I feel it. Uh-oh, here it go. May I help you with the understanding of single? Let me take a sip. I should have worn my take a sip t-shirt today, but. Let me uh, tell you what constitutes marriage. Uh, when a man and woman, from a biblical standpoint, have went before a, a priest or a judge or someone who's authorized legally to officiate over you the vows of marriage. You marry, okay, in a legal state, too. Because some of y'all be going to Me- Medico or whatever. And just, did we do Maddie now? Yeah, only over there is that legit. Over here, you just as single as the man on the moon. But, but, but watch this, watch, watch this, watch this. <laughs> Somebody said, uh-oh. <laughs> we need to do one here. We, get, uh, we need to do one. <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, boy, my feet just got wet. We stepped in some deep water right there. Who was that? You better look at them, them papers again. Go back and look at the because some of y'all might could get out of that. Look, girl, let me go home again. Man, we this ain't legit, Pastor. Rico wasn't even preaching for real. He was drunk. He lied. He not even. No, 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 no. I'm just serious. I'm just serious. Uh, but I will go home and look at them papers. <laughs> but check this out, though. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Whether you are engaged courting, dating, talking, seeing one another, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. If you are not married, you are single. 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 And I'm saying that to say, let me go ahead and close right here. I'm saying that to say, so if I'm single, I cannot allow myself to commit to doing things as if we are married and there's no contract. This is all for not because you could really take advantage of me and walk out anytime you want to because there's no commitment. And the reason perhaps why there is no commitment because he has no vision. She has no vision. 
so we just run wild. But if I had a vision, watch this. Vision helps you walk the straight and narrow and keep your focus because you know what you see. So if I had an individual, your vision don't even line up for what I'm trying to do, honey. You are not the one. But watch this. But, but, but if both of you, see, what's even worse is when you have two people together and neither one of us have any idea what our vision is. Ooh, it got quiet. You will read these in weird clothes. I, I see right now there's about three people who's considering, reconsidering. Where there is no vision, watch this, no redemptive revelation. That thing that has been disclosed to you by God. People run wild. And again, if you're somewhat discontented, dispirited, disheartened today, perhaps you avoid a vision because you do have a purpose. Everybody in it, you have a purpose. Watch this. And the frustration comes from not knowing. That's why I have to consult my... When your car has a problem, I trust that you take your Toyota to Toyota, not... Infinity. Although infinity making infinity can do something, but no one knows it like Toyota. So if I don't know what my life's purpose is as an individual, I need to consult the Heavenly Father as to why did you create me? What's the I'm here for? Apparently, you wanted something. I what's why am I here? And the sooner you ask that question, the better. So what do I do, Pastor, until I, you stay steady? You don't move until you get a vision. We're on the individual now. Are you here? Because if not, you can get into all kinds of things and, and perhaps make, a whole, and make it harder on yourselves once you do realize. Are you here? Let's read this. Y'all done got real quiet. Everybody okay? I look, look, I don't know who's dating who. Well, some of y'all, a couple of y'all who made it known. Some of y'all still on the low low. But Holy Spirit done, you know, he'll show me. I done had y'all come to me, Pastor, this is my co-worker, Holy Spirit. She lying, that's her boyfriend. Now I say, this is your boyfriend? <laughs> your co-worker. <laughs> Watch this, and I'm done. Just, just of course, give me something soft. Where there's no vision, no redemptive revelation, the people will perish. But happy is, happy is he who keeps the law. What, is, what do you mean the law? That which God has disclosed to him or her. Happy, fortunate, envi enviable is he who knows what he should be doing. Who knows what she should be doing. Listen, of course, we move at the direction of Holy Spirit. But I still wanted to give you something today, but I, I want to encourage you in this area. Make kingdom priority number one. In the weeks coming, we're going to be dealing with vision, the purpose of it, the necessity of it. But the frustration, that, that, that's why whenever you become part of a ministry, a lot of that joy and fulfillment comes in putting my hand to the plow. Every joint supply, you don't become part of a ministry just to fill a seat. No, I'm there to help fill a need. <laughs> I'm bringing something to the table. And sometimes we're so busy in doing what we think is life. In actuality, we're just all over the place because we have 
no direction. Why? Because we don't have a vision. And I know sometimes it sounds comical, but, but and, and I'm feeling pressed to share this. If you're in whatever kind of relationship, whatever, however you want to title it, if there is no vision, uh, I would encourage you to let's sit down and discuss what is the will of God for our lives. Because here's the thing, you know, people will make bad choices. Give me that. It was the Proverbs 19 too. They will make bad choices, then they blame God. And God had nothing to do with that. Are you here? You are here for a reason. And let me say this. For this purpose, Jesus came, that he might seek and save those who are lost. Just to give you a nugget, your life purpose has to do with reaching other people. So you're a business owner who happened to be a fisherman first, those who are believers. So, but your business is just an extension or another avenue whereby we are going to introduce people into the kingdom of God. Not just to make all the money. No, but in the process of God providing for me. Like Jesus said this to the disciples, my meat, my food is to do the will of my father. Not gratify the flesh. There are people in here and we all have a level of influence. And there are people all around us. And and we've said this before and Jesus has made it easy. You didn't even do anything to get these people prepared. They've already been spoken to. All they're waiting on is for you to realize that you're part of a greater vision that's bigger than big and greater than great and say something. And for us to go the whole week as Christians now, let me say this, and to never even come close to sharing the gospel. That doesn't mean I'm not saved. It just means that I have not come to the realization that I'm a fisherman or fisher of men. It doesn't mean that you don't love God. It's just not a top priority right now. And perhaps it's not a priority because I don't have vision, so I'm all over the place. That's why as soon as you become a part of this ministry, we, we get you involved, get you doing something. Again, you're not just here just to be here, but we should be duplicating, making disciples. A, a, a church should never cease to expand. Church should never cease to expand. Uh, some, some years ago, a guy, he was doing, auto, he was doing something, and he was uh, interviewing me, and he was asking me about, well, what do you think about these mega churches? What do you think about churches? I said, man, listen, if believers are aggressive at sharing Jesus, the church should, should expand. There, there, I can't even put a number on it. And you even hear people, ah, oh, I don't like, no, no, it's not. See, that's selfish to say I'm not really excited about being around this many people who love Jesus. You should want the church to expand. There's no such thing as small and little. No, 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 no. Father, and if we are doing it as a whole, churches will never cease to grow. I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they wouldn't, we, they'll never stop building. Because if I have 20,000 members in 10,000 seats, that means every Sunday that there should be 10,000 people outside with no room. And see, we don't got now where as long as I got my seat, I'm good. No, 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 no. If there's 20,000, we should be adding. And watch this. In the 20,000, it doubles to 40,000. And 40 to 60, 60 to 80. So we're constantly building. But do you see that happening? You know why? Because the majority of believers are selfish. In other words, I got to get mine and I worry about God's later. That is not the kind of God we serve. You want to make life, life easier? Let, let Jesus, watch this, be Lord of all. Over every area of your life. Not just some. 
every area. For any area where he is not Lord, there's going to be difficulties and struggles. But every area where he reigns, you reign. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.